Love Tub takes on marine industry giant in e-boat challenge. Sure, Brunswick's 13-footer is slick, but is it really 24 times better? E this, E that, E the other thing. And boat builders are on the bandwagon too. One particular electric boat got a lot of attention at recent boat shows. The marine press breathlessly declared this plastic 13-footer affordable and innovative, neatly parroting the factory's talking points. The latest wonder boat is called the Veer X13, and it seems like an okay little craft, but affordable. The price tag for the 13-footer is $12,000 with a conventional outboard. So don't expect it to be any less when they announce pricing for the Avatar 7.5e electric option later this year. Coincidentally, Loose Cannon has also developed its own contender in the electric small boat sweeps, dubbed the E-Tub. Yes, I retrofitted an electric system on my boat's tender. She's called Love Tub to create the prototype. Both boats are designed for two people and presumably a dog. Both can travel for five hours at full throttle on a tank of electrons. Veer will get you there a little faster with a reported wide open throttle speed of 4.3 knots, whereas E-Tub can make a consistent 3.8. The biggest difference is cost. Love Tub was converted into an E-Tub for less than $500. I'd be the first to concede that Veer's got a slick look. But as far as performance, you will have to pay 24 times as much to get that extra half knot. Veer and Avatar are both made by Brunswick, the largest maker of recreational vessels in the world. If the models in the Veer marketing photos are any indicator of the target audience, the people at Brunswick would be wise to advocate for student loan forgiveness. Why is the E-Tub so cheap, you ask? First of all, I bought the boat itself for 50 bucks from a couple of new home buyers who wanted to get rid of that fiberglass sailing dinghy in the garage. Facebook Marketplace, or Craigslist, often has those kinds of deals. For $700 more, you can do the same with either of the two rotomolded, like Veer, plastic dinghy models sold by West Marine. The beating, should I say humming heart, of the E-Tub is its propulsion system, which is a kayak trolling motor. I wanted to say something like, power like the negative energy of social media, but I realized no one really liked that kind of trolling. Yep, to compete with Brunswick's reimagined trolling motor, because that's all it is, I turned to the actual thing. You might be as surprised as I was to learn that the trolling motor was invented way back in 1934. A guy named O.G. Schmidt of Fargo, North Dakota, took the starter from a Ford Model A and attached a propeller to it. His factory was near the Minnesota border, so he called the company Minkota, and it's still in business. Apologies to Minkota, but mine was made by Newport, a Chinese company. It generates 55 pounds of thrust, which is how trolling motors are rated, and costs $200. Add to that a Group 27 marine battery for another $110. Firmly strap it to the vestigial centerboard trunk. Add a $40 charger mounted beneath the midship's bench and wired to both battery and to a male AC plug, which is also hard mounted to the bench, and you have a system. My 5.4 mile test run at full speed was pretty gratifying. The Newport motor has five forward speeds and three in reverse. I went full throttle the entire way. 
The motor has the equivalent of a five bar battery monitor, five little lights. At the end of the circuit, four were still lit. Newport says that three bars marks the point where the motor will noticeably slow due to dropping voltage. I wish I'd gone the kayak motor on a hard dinghy route years ago. The small four-stroke outboards of today are horrible and heavy to boot. If Satan exists, he's probably got the patent on the carburetors they put on those things. None of my boats has been big enough for a 9.9 .9 with electronic fuel injection, a huge advance in the technology. Anything smaller has to be run every other day if you want to keep it starting. New Englanders have a preference for hard dinghies, and I am no exception. I never cared for inflatables because they wear out and they row terribly. Dinghies like Love Tub are fine for cruising couples anywhere on the East Coast, and they're middle and good for near Bahamas such as the Abacos. It's only when you are transiting more lonesome waters do the advantages of a Zodiac, for example, really come into play. If an inflatable rolls badly, a veer doesn't seem to be equipped to roll at all. And she is shaped badly to paddle, especially if there's only one paddler. The only way to do it is to sit with your legs hanging over the bow so you can paddle at centerline. It won't be very satisfying trying to propel what amounts to a 425-pound raft that way. As Tesla owners have learned, when batteries die, auxiliary propulsion is a tow truck. The Veer people suggest carrying a second, expensive, and proprietary battery pack. The Veer's heavy weight is a bit mystifying, since one of the advantages of roto-molded plastic is that it enables the builder to produce lightweight craft. Veer boasts that their boat's narrow beam allows it to be carried by a pickup truck, but they neglect to mention that you would need a full complement of pallbearers to lift it onto the bed. So maybe you don't want to scrounge around for a bargain hard bottom. As I mentioned earlier, West Marine sells a roto-molded pram for $750, a very stable little boat, and a handsome roto-molded dory for $760. Both of them are robust in their construction while weighing only about 110 pounds. Biggest downsides? Neither has a transom drain or limber holes to channel water. If anyone were to trick out either of these, like Love Tub, they would have a serviceable e-boat for well under $1,200, which means you could outfit a fleet of 10 and still pay less than the price of one affordable Veer X13.